this is Jamie and you're listening to Thoughts for Today. So today I want to go a little bit into um, the story of Gideon. It's kind of been uh, placed on my mind and heart today and I want to share it with you because there's a couple of very important um, themes that I think we can all relate to and that will help us in our own journey and walk with Christ. So um, in Judges 6, we kind of begin to learn about Gideon. We learn about what's going on during this time. Um, So the Israelites, you know, kind of ebb and flow in their relationship with the Lord. And they, at this point, are just kind of doing whatever they want. Um, they're not they're not really keeping the faith that they once had when the Lord took them out of Egypt and brought them through the Red Sea um, and all the signs and wonders that they had seen throughout the uh, desert, not to mention coming into the promised land. So there was so much that throughout their history they had overcome and had gotten through with the help of the Lord. And now they've caught to, you know, they've come to a point where they've almost forgotten that. And so they're doing their own thing. They're worshiping other gods, um, Baal to be specific, uh, in this course of time. And, um, and so the Lord kind of was like, you know what? The Midianites, uh, kind of are after you, they want you. And I'm just, you know, he kind of just was like, okay, let Baal handle it. Right. Um, and so verse, uh, one chapter six, we start off, uh, where it says the Israelites did evil in the eyes of the Lord. And for seven years, he gave them into the hands of the Midianites. Um, and so the Midianites are so oppressive. They're so strong. Uh, the Israelites, obviously by this point, uh, if we jump down to verse seven, they're crying out to the Lord because of Midian, right? Uh, they're like, oh my gosh, we can't handle this. And clearly Baal cannot either, right? This, this little G God that they are, um, following that they're idolizing, that they're worshiping clearly cannot do what only God can do. And that is something that was poignant for me because I think sometimes in our own worlds, we kind of think that our jobs and our money and our bank accounts and all the things that seem secure in the moment, um, are what will ultimately help us through and the reality is that those can be gone in a moment um and you know when we're under attack in our own way it may not be like you know a a scourge of people coming after us with you know bows and arrows and things the way that maybe you would picture the war happening between Midian and Israel back in the day it may not look like that today but there is always some type of War, And I think that uh, whether it's within ourselves, you know, the war of like between our flesh and our spirit, the war, you know, between culture and what's uh, truth. Um, I think that during these during those pressure filled moments, sometimes it can be hard to remember um, what the Lord's promises and what he is capable of doing. Um, So when you're stuck in a bind, it's kind of hard to sometimes reflect on the goodness of the Lord throughout your life, throughout your past, throughout your history. And so, you know, again, Israel was very much involved and engrossed in this new God, Baal, and um, really didn't pay much attention to the actual true God and, and didn't remember and recall everything that he had done for them until 
they were in this moment of pressure and you know they were being oppressed completely by the Midianites and so they cry out to the Lord Um, and so in verse 8 he sends them a prophet who says this is what the Lord says I brought you up out of Egypt out of the land of slavery verse 9 I rescued you from the hand of the Egyptians and I delivered you from the hand of all your oppressors I drove them out before you and gave you their land verse 10 I said to you I am the Lord your God do not worship the gods of the Amorites in whose land you live but you have not listened to me so here God's like listen I kind of gave you the recipe for success here and that is just to serve um you know, me, right? I am the one true God. You shall serve me only. He gave them the 10 commandments. They know that this is priority. Um, and, and, you know, um, I think our egos and our pride would puff up and say like, I don't want to do that. I don't have to do that. And we think that we are, um, smart and capable and, you know, agile enough in our own, in our own, selves to be able to overcome but the reality is that we can't and and there's always a point in our lives where we just hit a wall maybe you're going through that now or maybe you've experienced it before but it will happen if it has not happened and it might even happen again um and especially where pride and ego kind of just flare up those are moments where god's like listen i've done it before and i'm capable but you kind of have to um recognize me as your Lord. You kind of have to trust me. You kind of have to have faith that I can do it. Uh, And so here's where we're at. And so we, you know, in comes Gideon. So Gideon is this young man. He's the youngest of his family. He's from a tribe that's, you know, not super wealthy, like not very well known. It's just kind of a, you know, just a regular Joe Schmo of the area. And so this is the beginning of his ministry. The Lord calls him out, sets him apart. The angel of the Lord in verse 11 visits him and says, you know, verse 12, the Lord is with you, mighty warrior. And again, this is someone who, um, you know, he's just kind of like doing his thing. He's threshing wheat in the wine press to keep it from the Midianites. So he's kind of like hiding out in there, threshing it, putting it away and, um, and hiding from the enemy, hiding it from the enemy, and hiding himself from the enemy, right? And so it doesn't exactly seem like such a mighty warrior to be kind of under underground in a sense, um, just trying to kind of keep his head in the sand. Um, And so he recognizes that about himself. Verse 13, pardon me, my Lord, Gideon replied, But if the Lord is with us, why has all this happened to us? Where are all his wonders that our ancestors told us about when they said, did not the Lord bring us up out of Egypt? But now the Lord has abandoned us and given us into the the hand of Midian. So very, very very important questions, very poignant questions, very much questions that we've all asked ourselves in, in crisis, right? In pandemic, in COVID crisis, where there's death, where there's just issue, concern, economic turmoil, um, financial distress, we say, where are you, Lord, in all of this? Why has this happened to us? Um, and, and, you know, again, going back to the history of what's happened, the Lord did tell them, you didn't listen to me. I gave you a recipe for success and you did not follow it. So, um, 
every action requires a reaction and this unfortunately for for yourselves is the reaction you wanted to choose to follow your own gods your own intellect your own ability uh what you thought was right and uh clearly that has not helped you much that has not saved you and so that's where they're at and so gideon's asking the question that majority of people would ask um but you know without kind of uh, self-reflecting and understanding what has happened and where they had come from and how much in fact these people were not uh, trusting and having faith in the Lord and so the Lord turns to him in verse 14 and says go in the strength you have and save Israel out of Midian's hand am I not sending you so crazy right uh, he doesn't he doesn't give him a direct response like hey guy here's here's why here's the three reasons that i didn't do that he's not this is not a discussion this is i called you out i set you apart and now you need to go um and so i kind of like understanding this and reading this about the lord because i think sometimes we especially culturally kind of find god and the lord to be a little bit of a pansy if we're being honest right we're just see him as like just a you know a doormat like we need or genie maybe right we need this we need that help help we're gonna just you know go to church one day to say a prayer here another day but that's really not how it works and nor is that how he works uh he still demands the respect and the honor that he deserves as a holy uh deity right a god that the god that is almighty and all-knowing and all-sovereign i think we need to kind of come correct in our own lives and understand that and so you know uh gideon is asking him all the you know what about our people what are you doing for us and he's just like check it here's what you're gonna do you're gonna go i'm sending you like let's get her done um and so he's not going to have a discussion this is not a discussion the reality is as was said earlier that the people have not listened right that was said prior through the prophet and um and so here he is trying to kind of bear the weight of his people and ask the questions that the people seem to want to know and god's like we don't have time for this nor am i going to discuss this with you this is what you need to do and so gideon you know as as a typical uh Joe Schmo, he says listen pardon me lord in verse 15 uh how can i save israel my clan is the weakest in manasseh and i am the least in my family so i'm the youngest boy i have no experience um my clan is just not like we're not well to do we're not the smartest we're not the strongest we're not the coolest we're not the most well known we're not the most connected we're kind of like the least that you would ever we're the last people you would pick on your team we're the ones who would sit on the bench if you were playing and wanted to win um why why excuse me why are you choosing me is kind of his um point and again the lord god is he's like i don't did i stutter right he didn't he doesn't have a discussion with him verse 16 the lord answered i will be with you and you will strike down all the midianites leaving none alive um and so again he's just not going to have this discussion he's just basically affirming him this is what you're going to do this is who I've called you to be um and so Gideon really has to kind of like grab himself up uh at, you know by the bootstraps and just say all right I'm going to this is what we're going to do and so he goes back um he's going to you know present an offering before the Lord 
And he said, ask the Lord to wait for him to, to put that together. The Lord obliges and, and waits. And, um, and then verse 23, the Lord says to him again, peace, do not be afraid. You're not going to die, obviously, because at prior he had seen the face, uh, the angel of the Lord face to face. Um, so Gideon builds a t- an altar to the Lord there. And, and so it kind of goes through what the beginning of his ministry looks like. And, and that really includes a lot of trepidation, a lot of anxiety, a lot of fear, a lot of concern. Um, and so he, you know, kind of question as you continue, uh, he kind of questions the Lord and says, gives him kind of three prompts to say, are you sure this is going to happen? If it will happen, you will cause dew to kind of, you know, come on to my fleece and that happens. And then he asks him to take the dew off and that happens. And then he asks him to put the dew. So he, he's testing the Lord to make sure, um, because he's, you know, there's a part of, he, he's willing to go, but he wants to kind of double check that the Lord is with him. He wants to, uh, I guess, double down in his faith here. And so Gideon is very relatable. If you can see your, I mean, I'm sure in some way, shape or form, you see yourself in it as I have. Um, you want to, you know, question and make sure God is saying what he's saying. Um, but I think what I also got from this, and I hope you take away is that, um, God is the same today, yesterday, forever. Right. And so this almighty God is willing to work with Gideon and his just unbelief. And not only his unbelief, but insecurity, right? He says, I'm the youngest. My family's the weakest. Why me? And, and we see a lot of that throughout the, the Bible, you know, Moses as well. I have a stuttering issue. Um, and so there's a lot of fear. There's a lot of concern. There's a lot of insecurity in the people that God chooses. And, and so I just want to encourage you that if, if God, God has chosen you, you are called, um, you know, according to, you know, his word and he's created each and every one of us in the image of God. And so we all have a gifting of our own that's unique, right? That's a piece of him that we are kind of going to create heaven on earth to some extent through our gifting um, in terms of being a solution in some way. And so Gideon is in this mighty warrior type of way that he didn't believe himself to be, but we all are in our own ways as well, that we don't believe ourselves to be because we see our past, we see our weaknesses, we see our frailties, we see ourselves in the way uh, that the world might see us. We see ourselves in the natural eye, but God sees the potential that he placed in you because he has called you and you are also created in the image of God, as the word says. So in knowing that and knowing that you have a piece of that, um, just supernatural ability, right? If you would just only see it and see yourselves through the eyes of the Lord and see yourself through how God, the same way that God sees you and see the, the, the very unique, um, kind of gift that God has given you, right? When he created you each and every one of us, he gave us some type of gifting, uh, mostly a lot of us have multiple giftings, right? We can um, do multiple things and and each of those things creates a solution. And it doesn't necessarily need to be a big, grandiose, mighty warrior of a country. It it can, 
simply be that listening ear to your neighbor. It can simply be the person who is um, creating an atmosphere of worship through their voice and through their song. And it doesn't necessarily have to even be in a church. It could be in a home, right? You create an atmosphere of worship in your home for your children, for your family, for every single person that walks in that door to feel the peace of Christ that surpasses all understanding. There are different um, gifts that we all have, and we have a different sphere of influence for which to, um, for that gift to kind of really um, be used, right? For us to really be a vessel for for Him to use, for the Lord to use. And so um, I just encourage you to hone in on that gifting. And what if you don't know what that is, I encourage you even more so to kind of press into the Lord, to pursue him, to diligently seek him. The Lord, the Bible says the Lord is a rewarder to those who diligently seek him. And so I encourage you and I challenge you maybe even to diligently seek him, to seek his face, uh, to know him more. Because in order to know the person in whom you're created, right, you're in the image of the Lord. But how can you know you if you don't know in whose image you were created and so that's extremely important it's going to be beneficial to you and to the audience for which you were created to impact um, because we all have one and again it can be an audience of one uh, your neighbor your child your spouse or more and um, and it doesn't make anyone less or more valuable as a result and in that way god sees us all equally although we do have different strengths and, and God gives us different levels of that, right? Uh, in the talents, he says 30, 60, 100, like there are different levels. And so we all have different levels. Everyone's different. And he 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 works with us uh, and on us in different ways, but our value does not change in his sight. We're all equally loved and, and God wants to use you to bless others he wants to work in and through you and he wants to pour into you so that you can overflow and pour out into others so i encourage you i challenge you i exhort you to really seek the face of the lord in this month and um and learn for yourselves what god has set you apart to do um, and just like gideon i know that um, even in my own life there once you know what that is there is some kind of concern insecurity anxiety um trepidation you know you're kind of like god you don't understand i can't or you don't know what i've done or uh, you don't know what they're going to say about me or what they're going to think but the lord wants to remind me as you to not be afraid to not be afraid and to go he will give you the words to speak he will show you the people to speak to he will give you the opportunities and the open doors and the connections and everything that you need to do everything that you've been called to do you are well equipped in the area and in the lane that you are called to kind of run in. So I just would encourage you, as I said, to know what that lane is, to not look to your left and right because your peers are not going to have the answers and the tools that you already possess and that God can work in and through you to do. Um, and so seek the face of the Lord in this month. Um, get close to him and kind of learn and understand who he's called you to be. Your identity is so important in this time. Uh, in this time of your life and in this time period in general, like because we need you, we need your gifts, we need your talents, we need you to kind of just shine for the Lord in the way that He's created you to shine. And so I, uh, I exhort you, I, I challenge you, and I encourage you to to know more about yourself in that way, and that you would continue to just have a blessed and um, just 
a fulfilling month this month.